You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. So this year we are learning so much about great stories. And this morning is going to be no different. We're going to hear the story about mom. The story of mom. It's such a powerful, exciting story on this Mother's Day 2022. And it's for all mothers who are mothers, mothers-to-be, mothers who were, all women who are mothers. Amen. Spiritual mothers, if you are discipling someone, you mothering as a woman. You're a mother. When kids fall and they hurt themselves, who do they call for? Mommy. When your children have a problem at home, who do they call for? Mommy. All the moms know this, right? When they meet the first person that they fall in love with, who do they want to talk to? Yes, mommy. I want to tell you all about it. When your child has their first child and they don't know how to, when to, what to, who do they call? Mommy. So nothing against dads. My husband is an amazing father and our children absolutely love him. But And I'm a daddy's girl. But there's just something about a spirit-filled, faith-filled mother. Amen. And we just always seem to have the answers, the right answers. Ladies, the decisions we make as mothers shape our children and play a huge role in assisting our children to get to where they need to be one day. Amen? I've seen huge grown men with their bodies covered in tattoos, but they will have a tattoo saying, I love mom or mom. <laughs> I said to Josh, if you ever want a tattoo, not that he can get one, um, it will say mom. <laughs> I love mom. <laughs> Like I said, dads are amazing, and I have been a daddy's girl all my life, but nothing like the power and the influence and the leadership of a mom, there's just nothing like it. So I want to give a huge round of applause to all the moms out there. Hallelujah. Thank you also to all the moms online. And happy Mother's Day to you. But you know what, Mom? It's time to get back into the building. So bring your family back to church. Be influential in the lives of your children by bringing them back to church, bringing them back to the building. Do you all agree? Hallelujah. My mom is a wonderful mother. She always has been. She taught me how to cook, how to bake, how to run a home. And she's always been so supportive and encouraging of the things that I do. Um, I sent her to a CrossFit class, a special CrossFit. Okay, don't think it's like major weights. Um, A special CrossFit class on Friday. I told her it's for Mother's Day. She said it better not be. (laughs) But at 74, she plucked up the courage and she went. And I'm so proud of her. Yes, and she did it, and she did good. But I'm sure if I interviewed many of you here today, you would all have stories like that about your mothers. Amen? 
But today I want to step back in time and talk about a guy who wrote about his mother. Let's get up close and personal to a guy who has an amazing story about his mom. The guy I'm talking about is Moses. Moses wrote the first books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It was all written by Moses. And he wrote about his mom, his mother. In Exodus 2, Moses tells us the story about the, the story of his mom. Let me just find my place. Yes, Moses tells us the story about his mom. Her name was Jochebed, which meant Jehovah is glorious. His father's name for those Bible students was Amram. The norm for, the, for God's people in those days was to be in slavery. The population had grown so much and there was a baby boom in, amongst the Hebrews and Pharaoh decided to practice genocide. So he brokered a deal with all the doulas and the midwives that every baby boy that was born, they were to throw them into the crocodile-infested rivers of the Nile. Can you imagine that being normal? That was the norm for the day then. That's just so evil. So there was no maternity or paternity leave. There was no gender reveal party. There was no sonogram stuck onto the fridge. There were no baby showers and no nappy parties. And I can guarantee you that Amram and Jochebed were praying for a baby girl when she found out that she was pregnant. But bouncing baby Moses was born. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 2 that Jochebed and Amram hid baby Moses for three months. How they hid a newborn for three months, I cannot tell you. That I, I have no idea. That's a God thing. But God had promised a deliverer. God had promised to move them out of where they were, which is their normal, to a new normal, to the promised land. And I'm sure by now people were saying, God, where are you? What are you doing? But because Jochebed had a relationship with her God, she formulated an amazing plan. In fact, family, a phenomenal plan. Something that I don't know anybody would have just thought about doing. So she made what we, the Bible says, a, a basket, but it was like an ark. She built an ark made out of reeds that grew on the side of the river that were extremely tall. Then she waterproofed it with pitch and tar so that her child could be safe. Now, it had to be specifically built to handle a, a three-month-old who moves so that it didn't tipple, so that the crocodiles couldn't get at it, that he didn't fall out because he was going into the current of the Nile. Okay? 
So it was a, an ark. So she made this little ark and she put baby Moses in it. His sister, she then asked his sister Miriam to follow the little ark among the reeds, to go behind the reeds and follow him to watch over him. She knew that Pharaoh's daughter would go down to the river Nile as she does every single morning with her entourage to bathe. So she was hoping that he, she would push him down the, aisle, down the Nile and Miriam would follow him and that Pharaoh's daughter would see him. But that was her plan. The rest, she didn't know what really was going to happen. She had no idea. So she was faithful to be able to just do that, to put him in that river. She had to have faith. She was a woman of faith for sure. Amen. So pushing this three-month-old down the river, seeing Miriam walking behind the reeds, watching Pharaoh's daughter there at the river, she's thinking, probably thinking, oh no, I had to close my eyes. I can't actually see what's going to happen here. I don't know what, what is going to happen. God, what is going to happen? But God's timing was absolutely perfect, family. God knew and God had a plan. So at just the right time, she placed baby Moses in the ark. At just the right time, she pushed him into the river. At just the right time, Miriam walked behind the reeds. At just the right time, Pharaoh's daughter came down to the river Nile to bathe. At just the right time, she saw the ark float by and she pulled it in. At just the right time, she opened up the ark and saw baby Moses. At just the right time, he started to cry. She took him out. At just the right time, Miriam ran up to her and said, I know somebody who can look after this baby, feed him and take care of him for you. And she said, go fetch her. At just the right time, she brought Jochebed, amen, who said, I will take care of him for you. And she paid her to take care of her own son for five years. At just the right time, she went to Pharaoh and said, Father, battered her eyelashes, Daddy, please, can I adopt this Hebrew baby? And Daddy said, <laughs> as Pharaohs did. <laughs> of course you can, my honey. What harm could one little Hebrew baby do? What harm? Well, hello, he knew nothing. <laughs> Little baby Moses was going to give him a surprise. Hallelujah. So just at the right time, baby Moses was set up. She was a creative mom. She was a courageous mom. And there are many of you here this morning. So take a note out of Jacobed's Book. At the moment, today, there's a disease that moms are fighting that they find scarier than the coronavirus. 
these days, and that is called scenario sickness. Moms deal with scenario sickness. The what if happens. So what if Moses was snatched by a crocodile? What if Pharaoh's daughter didn't see Moses? What if, what if, what if? Girls, we have to hand our fears over and build faith into our hearts and know that there is no what if, there is what God and that he has got it all under control and that he has got our children in his hands and that he will do it all. We have to turn our fears into faith. Moms are several things, just as Jochebed was several things. Number one, we are supermodels. Say amen. Amen. You are constantly modeling on the runway, not the runway of Paris, London, Milan, New York, a much more important runway, the runway of life. And your children are watching you every day on the runway to life, every day. They're watching what you wear, moms, how you wear your attitude, your values, your friendships, your relationships. They are watching every move you make and how you wear it. There's nothing like the power of a faithful mother. So, moms, who and what are you wearing today? So Moses wrote about his mom, Jochebed, in the book of Exodus. And later on, in the book of Hebrews, we read, Hebrews 11, 23 to 25. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. Now, every mother thinks their child is beautiful, right? Every mother. But they, with the eye of faith, saw that there was something special about this child. And they decided to risk their lives to protect him for three months and then push him down the river to save his life. And they were not afraid of the king's edict, which was genocide. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure all ill treatment with the people of God than to, endure, than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sins. Moms are supermodels. What are you wearing and who are you wearing today? When we become faith-filled Christians, believers, we wear the, the robes of righteousness. How are you modeling your robes of righteousness to your family, to your children? Number two, moms are amazing artists. You know, forever I can remember, for 30 years now, Brittany's 30 this year, I've been baking cakes. I baked rainbow cakes in every shape, conceivable shape, size, color, um, 
animation, whatever it was, I baked those cakes for them for their birthdays. Whatever I said to them, what do you want this year? Okay, they chose it, their theme, and then I would bake it. And I have to wonder, as artists, because that's what we have to sometimes be moms, and sometimes we have to fake it till we make it, because <laughs> we're not all there. What shape have we created in our children's lives? What markings are you putting on there, on, onto them? And I wonder what influence we are on our children. Because we need to be an influence in their lives constantly. Because it's surprisingly, at a surprisingly young age, children get it. They understand. They, they are such clever little beings from day one. And they know exactly what they are looking for. Look at Moses. For five years, so Jacob had only had five years with him. Just five years. But so much was put into his life in five years. Where did he get his courage from? Obviously God, but he saw it modeled in Jochebed. Amen? Where did he, look how he faced fear. How did he learn how to face his fears? Obviously from God, but he saw it modeled in Jochebed in five years. How did he understand the worship practices uh, to worship his, his God 24-7? From Jochebed, because he saw her do it. So moms, you are artists. And what kind of brush strokes are you painting on the lives of your children on a daily basis? Remember the brush strokes. Remember what you're putting onto them every minute of every day. And number three, moms, you are Travel agents. Jacobed was a travel agent. She put him in the river to travel to his destiny. That is what you are. You're a travel agent, mom, to push your kids downstream when they need to be. To release them at the right time, but still watch over them. Brittany's released, but she's still watched. <laughs> Yes, photo. <laughs> to release them at the right time. Moms can figure out how and when that needs to be done. We just have it in us. We know what our children need, when they need it, how they need it. And we are ready at the right time to say, okay, it's time. And that is what Jacobet did. She knew when to push Moses down the stream. And then, family, wow, I don't know if I could have done this. When he was five, she took him by the hand and she walked up the steps of the palace. And I'm crying because this is not a fairy tale. This is a true story. She took him by the hand, she walked up the stairs of the palace, and she handed him over to Pharaoh's daughter. And she said, here is your son. And then turned around and walked away from him. Five. Who here has got a child that is five or under? Five. 
but she had the strength. She organized a trip as a travel agent that would literally, family, literally rock the world. It's still things that people talk about. It's not just a Bible story. It really happened. Really, really happened. So Moses left normal. And he lived life in the abnormal. And then at the right time, God used him to lead two million Hebrews to the brink of the promised land. Because of the journey that his mom put him on. So you're a face facts, you're a supermodel, you're an artist, and you're a travel agent. And there's nothing like a faithful mother with all of those aspects in her. Moses had one foot in Hebrew culture, and he had the other foot in Egyptian culture with Pharaoh's daughter because God was preparing him all the way. Do you know, so he was five. They say that 90% of children's personalities are developed in five years the first five years of their lives, 90%. So that's the time that she had to put whatever she needed to about God into him, those five years. But he understood the plight of the Hebrews because he spent time with her. And he also understood about the good things in life because he had everything of the best in his life because he grew up in Pharaoh's palace. So he had two moms. His Egyptian mom gave him influence. His Hebrew mom gave him influence. His Egyptian mom gave him resources. His Hebrew mom gave him a relationship. His Egyptian mom gave him something that was temporary. And his Hebrew mom gave him something that was timeless. It would always be there. His Egyptian mom gave him the best education. But his Hebrew mom gave him salvation. Hallelujah. And we also know that Moses committed a crime, right? We know that through history. A bad crime. He killed someone. That Netflix would probably make a terrible documentary about his life, if it was today. But God still used him. So I want to encourage you today. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. God can and will still use you. Don't deny God and the plan that he has for your life. No matter what you've done. He will still use you. Amen. God is never in a hurry. And he always keeps his promises. Always. His promises are yes and amen. So moms, I want you to cling to the promises that God has given you for each of your children. Cling to them. Pray over them. Because 
I can promise you that they will come to fruition. Cling to those promises that God has given you for your kids. Even in this time of uncertainty that we live in, God still has a plan for all of you and all your children. We should build arcs of protection around our children, around our kids. It's our responsibility to protect them and to protect the family zone that we are building around our children. You might say, how do I do that? How do I protect this family zone? Well, you monitor. You monitor the relationships, their friendships. You monitor their activities. You monitor their technology. You monitor, 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 monitor. We were like police in our home. We watched everything our kids did. We knew their relationships, who their friends were, what they were doing, what they weren't doing, what they were watching, what they should be watching, what they were reading and what they should. So you're watching your children all the time, building a relationship with them, knowing who they are as people. Monitor them, know who they are. That's why the church is also so important. So we can come up alongside you, family, and guide you and help you and be there for you with your children. Amen. God's providence always is at work. He always has a plan for you. It might feel like he's doing nothing. I know in times of lockdown, mothers felt, oh my goodness, I have to do all the schooling with these kids. Where is God? How can I do this? What on earth am I going to do with these children? But God is at work. And even some of you might have kids with issues. I've, I've heard some, some stories about moms who've had kids at school. I had a kid at school, and it's Michaela's story. Um, she will tell it one day, and she doesn't mind me speaking about it. But from the time she went to pre-primary, right up until matric, I always said, when she matriculates, I'm going to throw the biggest party ever. <laughs> because, wow. And Pastor Adam and I walked a journey with this child because school was not her thing. So every term, and I'm not exaggerating, each and every term of every year, Pastor Adam and I would be called in. In fact, he eventually said to me, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and we'd have to sit in front of a panel of teachers who would tell us how bad our child is, how she can't do anything, how this is so terrible, and how is it going to change? And eventually they wanted to put on to medication. And we said, no, that's not happening. So we went to God. Because by then we had no other solution but God. To say, please, Lord, tell us what to do. Give us the wisdom to know how to bring this child up and what to do to get her to matriculate. And he did. He provided the right school, the right people. My kids went to an amazing school that I wish was still here. Pastor Tresville, bless his darling heart. He's now with the Lord. But he was phenomenal. And he created an environment that my children were taught in, that they came out of 
feeling loved and feeling confident and knowing who they are in Christ. He came to our church. He taught the Word of God. He taught it from a spiritual point of view. So that is what they learned every day of their lives. And family, you need to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is telling you about your children because you might have a Moses in your lap who is going to rock the world with whatever he or she is going to do. So you need to know what God wants for that child. Amen. Jacobet pushed the little ark down the Nile, and it saved Moses. And you know what? God pushed Jesus down for us, and Jesus did what he needed to do to save us. And I thank God for that. Motherhood is giving grace to your children, loving them, Absolutely unconditionally. And teaching them the direction that they should go in. And it's a whole lot of praying. (laughs) Constantly. But it's a joyful thing. It's something that I would never give up for the world. To have these three children in my life. Plus their partners now that it just brings so much joy and changes your life, changes you, definitely brings you down to earth with a bang. (laughs) But a good bang. And now we've got grandchildren. So it's just all so of God. He's a good father. And we want to thank Jacobed for having that strength and the faith and the courage to do what she did to save a man that would rock the world and change lives. Amen. I love you, family. I hope you've learned something this morning. Thank you. I'm now going to ask our, my pastor, my husband, our spiritual father, to pray over all of us as mothers, just as he can. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus praise for his word. Amen. Would all the mothers in the house please stand? And uh, if your mom is nearby you, you can reach over and put your hand on her. If you want to go to her, you can do that as well. We thank God for motherhood. You know, when God created Adam, he saw it's not good that he is alone. And he took Eve, the mother of all mankind, from his side. And from that day on, the world was never going to be the same again. Because as Janine has so greatly taught from the word, is that you are literally shaping the destinies of the future of mankind. And it's an amazing thing to think. For me as a father, as well as, of course, our mothers today, is we are the ones that give the person, our children, their bodies. But their spirit is from the Lord. And they are first children of God. 
sent by him into this earth for a specific purpose. And that's the amazing thing about Jochebed is that she recognized this was more than my baby. He was sent into this earth for a reason. And she was prepared to make the sacrifices for that purpose to be fulfilled more than her own selfish need to hang on to him as, a person, as her son. And in that, it was her gift to the children of Israel. And you at this moment, or even if you have children that have grown up, have no idea of why that child has been sent to the earth. But every one of them, every one of them are here for purpose. And that's the, that, that for me has been, part, that's part of our uh, comfort in raising children, is that when you've reached your end and you have no idea what to do next, you don't have to know. God didn't call you to know. He's the knower. He is the word. He is the one that sent that child. And everything that child is was by his design. So we're not going to try and break them. We're going to mold them and shape them and direct them at the, exactly how they created. The things that the rest of the world can say, that's weird. But there's a purpose in it. There's a purpose in it. And I want to give you comfort in that. Is to know that as you've raised your children, just rest in grace. Let grace speak through you. And then... Comfort yourself in the knowledge that when you raise a child in the way of the Lord, the word says, when they old, they will not depart from it. And I know sometimes we think that scripture means that, you know, you raise them in the way of the Lord, they'll never leave. That, that can be true. There are children that are raised from babies and will serve the Lord all their lives. But even those children decide to go on an adventure and go in a different direction. Listen to the scripture. Raise the child in the way of the Lord. Then when they're old. doesn't talk about the time in between. When they're old, they will not depart. In other words, even if they go on a journey, they're coming back because you raised them right as a child. Amen. And even though Moses went on a wild journey, God found him on the back end of a desert but what Jochebed had put into him was still sufficient when he had lost all his own self-identity, his own self-confidence. There was enough in him that the God of Israel could speak to him and he could still hear because of what she had instilled in him. Amen. Amen. And that's a powerful, powerful story Amen. of mom. Amen. Amen. And each one of you, are in that story, every one of you. And so we celebrate you today. We honor you. And I honor my mother as well. And we thank God for my mother in love, giving me this beautiful mother of my children. And now the, mother of, the, the children of my mother are now raising their children as well. And the others will join soon. <laughs> but family God, stretch out your hand towards all of our mothers. We just want to bless them. 
Father, we thank you so much for your precious love. For you've demonstrated that love in the greatest gift, Jesus. And in that account, through the story of a mother and her son, Moses, we also see the gift that you've placed in our lives with our mothers. We would not be in this earth without a mother bringing us in. And you designed and you birthed us. Even though we may never understand or wonder why that person, but you chose the person to bring us in the earth. And even though we didn't understand the journey always, and some of us may have taken some really wild ways and not understood the person that raised us and can't always explain why everything happened, we know you take even the worst situation and you turn it for your glory. Everything that ever happened to us has been perfectly shaped into our lives, into who we are today. And we receive the love of our mothers. We thank you. We call each and every mother here blessed. Those that have come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we know that they are led by you and guided by you. Those mothers that still need to be saved, we pray for each and every mother that still needs to know you. For you died for them and gave their li your life for them. We call them to salvation in Jesus' name. And so, Father, we call on your blessing once again. And as our mothers walk in that blessing, that they raise your children to your glory. And thank you for the wisdom that surpasses human understanding. We thank you for the mind of Christ, the anointing, the grace that flows through each and every one of our mothers. We call our mothers blessed. In the name of Jesus, give Jesus praise for that. Amen, amen, amen.